And this is this weekend car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, this weekend car audio. Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be talking about bass. Talking about chips. Talking about rings. You ain't got them. Zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found? Check your grounds. It's sure about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, and co-host, internet and TV sensation. I Man, he's been really becoming an internet sensation lately going live. Have I? Mr. Jeffrey <laughs> Fernandez. How's it going, Jeff? Good, good. How you doing, Doug? Oh, just fine. Did a little show this Saturday. Um, I saw you had a little show this weekend, too. Is that two shows? Uh, no, just on Saturday, Saturday night. All right. And, uh, I saw a little something, something happen in there. What happened there? Oh, uh, it was a triple point event. So, you know, uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, heavy hitters came out, um, try to, uh, get some records. We had, uh, Nathan Milliard or also known as a uh, DD tank, uh, from, I think just South of me, in South Texas, somewhere about uh-huh. came up and, uh, uh, he was uh, looking to uh, crush his uh, old record that he uh, set last month at the uh, Triple Point event, and uh, he did just that. Um, so he did 160.1 average for a whole minute um, for a Cyclone Demo Extreme. Then he got the uh, the new world record, uh, which is uh, 220.1 points in a Cyclone Demo Extreme. That's oh, loud. very cool. Um, <laughs> and real quick, as we're starting this up, we're going to mention our sponsors again this week. Uh, right below me, I have uh, Stolman Transport LLC. Remember, you guys have a couple more weeks. If you uh, get a transport from him, doesn't matter where you are in the country, he will come and do the transport. Uh, 10% of that will go to our West Coast Finale Prize Fund. Um, and right below Jeffrey there, we got lots of watts. So if you buy anything lots of watts, he's going to donate $5 of that to the West Coast Finale Prize Fund also. So remember to support those who support us. So right below us. And a big shout-out to um, uh, last week. Last week. Who was on last week? Chris. Chris Norris. Norass. How can you, how can Mr. you forget? Mr. Norass, yes. <laughs> uh, because, dude, I do so many things. I have four companies. I run a fifth. I, oh, jeez. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little scatterbrained sometimes. Anyway, Mr. Norass, <laughs> he shot us some money to help uh, help with the cause, you know, paid for most of our um, our uh, internet, or not the internet, but the um, the Zoom call. So now we aren't going to get kicked <laughs> off early. Um, <laughs> you know, funny thing, um, there was a uh, chemo who had uh, commented uh, oh, yeah. on the video and he put something like, what is it, uh, to stay on this Zoom call, please deposit 25, 25 more cents. cents. And yeah. I'm like, man, some of the younger guys don't know what that's about. And nope. I kind of had to explain it to people. But uh, yeah, I thought that was funny about last week. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, I mean, you know, back in the days, you used to compete no wall. Uh, you set a record back in your time, got a world championship, hence the something or others like this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and that was all no wall. But before yeah. you were doing that, um, the, our guest this week, Mr. William Collier, 
he was Mr. No Wall himself. He's even wearing his jersey. It says Mr. No Walls right uh, there on it. Yeah. How's it going, Mr. No Walls, Mr. William? It's going pretty good, man. Um, living the dream. <laughs> so um, for people that don't know you, uh, part of what we're doing right here is we're giving people an opportunity to meet some of the guys that are going to be at the um, old school meetup. And, um, you know, so people understand uh, why we're inviting you and, you know, uh, what your place or your, um, you know, in the history of DB Drag. I mean, we're 25 years into this now, so we were doing this a long time. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history in the uh, competition and DB Drag scene? Uh, My first DB Drag show I ever went to would probably be 90 was it when did ama get when ama first bring her bronco out 96 or 97 yeah i think i I, i'm with you it's either 96 or 97 i don't know that in south carolina i think it was greenville south carolina or something like that yeah that was one of the first shows i'd ever been to i took my car up there big big show okay um obviously didn't do well i mean i was you know had no clue what i was doing at that point in time but that was one of the first shows i'd ever been to big big show Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of went from there and Nopi Nationals. And that's where I, the first time I met Gorman was at a Nopi National. Um, and we lived in the same city and didn't even know it at that time. So, okay. Um, well, I mean, you guys have the same funny accent. Well, yeah, <laughs> we got an Alabama accent. L- luckily, I don't live in Alabama anymore. I live in Georgia now. <laughs> so it might be even worse. I don't know yet. So, yeah. Um, but, and then, you know, can come up and I kind of the same way a lot of people do with DB, when they get into SPL, I built my car originally for a sound quality car and went to a couple of sound quality shows and realized it was boring. <laughs> and most sound quality guys were either weird or jerks. Yep. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Let me go do something else. And I still wanted to compete. So I had to figure something out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of where it came into the DB drag and SPL side of it. Okay. Plus, uh, what was the vehicle? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so what was the vehicle? What kind of equipment did you start with? My first car I ever built was a 91 two-door Cavalier that had 1215s in it. All right, so you're talking a sedan that and a fairly yeah, a sedan car a, a mid-sized sedan, right? They call yeah, them mid-sized nowadays. That so, I crammed as many 15s as I could in it. And how many time. was that? Wow. So, how many? Four? 12. Oh, 12. 12 15s <laughs> in a Cavalier. Yes. So as were you clamshelled or what yeah. were you? Wow, two big yeah. clamshells, two big clamshells, and then two right behind the seat. So two okay. big diamonds, basically. Mm. All right. And mm. then what, what were you running for power? How much power? It was all at that time was MTX. MTX, the 8100s. Well, no, at that time it was the 2150s. Oh, okay. So the, after the 8100s. Because it was the 2150s and 2300s. Okay. That was the way, way before. That was the way. Yeah, that was the uh, the black amps, right? They were yeah. black with the gold lettering. Yeah. Yep. And they had some of those in it, and um, and then that car got, it got kind of retired, and I I kind of went around. I bought a Toyota truck after uh-huh. that, and had three eighteens in it. Okay, and then um, so you so obviously you were in Super Street Five Plus to start. Um, mm-hmm. no walls came out about what 2002 ish, 
two or three somewhere along in there. Yep. And yep. so when that came out, that's uh, you stepped. Were you in it in the first year or? No, it wasn't in the first year. I think I got when I finally got back to competing. Uh, we got sponsored by MTX, and Scott Harris at that time was the he ran the team. Okay. And he tried to put me in street class because I had a CRX. Uh, why would a CRX be in street class? Right. And <laughs> I absolutely was awful at it. It okay. was terrible. I blew up everything I touched. Mm -hmm. And I, I just didn't, because I wasn't that tweaker person that would just tweak it and play with it and move the enclosure an inch, test it, move this, this, and that. I was like, man, I can't do this no more. I got to do something else. <laughs> let's try it. Let's, let's do something else. Uh -huh. um, and then I that's when I bought the van. I actually bought that caravan from Scotty. Scotty one Johnson? Guys. Scotty Johnson, one of his guys. Uh -huh. He built it for one mm -hmm. of his guys back then. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going up there and buying it from him. Primer gray, ugly as it could be. Okay. And that's when kind of I got involved with No Wall and started playing with it. So. All right. So that um, was probably, oh, that had to have been oh three, oh four, somewhere, oh three. Okay, you didn't run RE or any of that at any time? Mm -hmm. Not at that time because I was sponsored by MTX. So we all had RFLs. Okay. And that, um, the A100. So you did run RE at one time, right? Yeah. So um, if memory serves me correctly, I may have screwed you out of a round at World Finals <laughs> because you may have switched woofers. In between rounds. Uh, yes, that would have been 04. Okay. So what happened there was, here's what here's here's the backstory on that. All right. All right. So <laughs> obviously we all know RFLs, what they did. I actually, um, did I still have one? I may have still had RFLs at that time. But so I was in the final round with, uh, it had, it had to have been, the Riley's when they had their no wall going because they okay. won that year. Uh-huh. And obviously I broke subs, I broke everything. Yes. And it was either go into the final round and just sit there and stare at the meter for 30 seconds <laughs> or put something in there that would play. Right. It didn't gain it didn't gain anything to do anything. Okay. Unbeknownst to me, you can swap subs, but you have to keep the same coil at that time. If I remember correctly. Uh, you had to keep the same make and model because okay. of Mike Anke was handing out subs the year before and he wasn't paying for sponsorship. Gotcha. And so he was taking advantage of our venue and not participating with some of the costs. Okay. So in any event, basically mm -hmm. what happened was we went up there. I still lost. Dave Montgomery it says it was Jason Myers. Jason, yeah, Mayer. Meyer. Mayer. Yeah. Um, so it didn't lose anything. It didn't gain anything. It, it just, I figured it would be a better situation to put on a good, good, right. Something, a, a showing in the final round. Mm -hmm. Obviously that wasn't the case. So yeah. they had a big meeting. Are you all y'all had a big meeting? It was a big to do. And then it was everybody come out and was like, all right, we're just going to DQ him. And then it basically put me in eighth and moved everyone up a spot or something like that. Yeah. I, I so, felt so bad for doing that. Um, but, you know, at the time, at the time, my, my argument was, you know, would you, you know, why would you do it this way? Would you rather me have a showing, blah, blah, blah. It didn't change anything. It's not like I right. beat or lost or anything. It didn't beat anything. Right. 
but rules are rules. Right. And and I think that I was our it. ruling when we came back to you, right? Was the yeah. rules are very clear. Here they are in black and white, and you violate. The issue them. I had with it the whole time was, I guess that y'all got all the the competitors together. Yes, everybody, we did. And everybody said everybody and in your it. class. Correct. Everybody sat and talked about it yes. and everything else. What was yep. the best thing to do? Mm -hmm. And the issue I had, I think, was I was more mad about was because there were some competitors that come up to me and said. It doesn't matter. It didn't change anything. It didn't do this. It didn't do that. Right. Well, then come to find out those exact same competitors were the ones that were lobbying for me to be DQ because hmm. it moved them a spot yeah. up. And honestly, so for people that don't know, I mean, Jeffrey can speak to this. Our intention at World Finals is never, ever to DQ somebody. We don't ever want to DQ somebody. And right. we're going to go every avenue we can before we get to that point um sure. and i believe in truly and, and i know you were very upset and i even told jeffrey before this interview i go i'm not gonna say nothing to william until he comes <laughs> on the show because then he ain't gonna come on if he remembers that i'm the one yeah. uh, i said no, don't just don't bring it up don't bring it up doug <laughs> you know you know because steve bent was involved in it when he was in this yes. in, in db you know he was involved in it. he come he was the one because me and him were pretty close friends he'd come mm -hmm. to me and be like look you know, he was the one that really helped me with things. Like, they're going to DQ. He's the one that calmed me down because okay. I was pretty pissed. Oh yeah, because I actually didn't go to trophies. Oh no, yeah, up, that's right. I ended up staying at the hotel, and I regret not going to the hotel. I'm not going to trophies. That's one thing I mm -hmm. do regret. I should have mm -hmm. went to the trophies mm -hmm. and just dealt with it. But I was, I, I was pretty aggravated that time. Well, I was a hothead back then. So. Well, well, you, you also you got you guys have to understand for people that haven't been to World Finals or are even considering it. Look at the time that you spent because back right. then it was a points-driven thing to get the World Finals. Correct. So you had to get a crap ton of points for one. So in Williams' defense, I'll say um, he did. All this time, all this money of going to these big shows, going to all these shows to get the points, then to get his vehicle to World Finals, get a hotel, transportation, food, blah, 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 all that stuff, and then not be able to compete. That, right. I mean, I mean, it, and, and it, it did go into the final round, so I competed, and, and yeah. that was my mistake. I should have yeah. went and talked and should have. Yeah. Put more and, effort into it. And to be honest, yeah. I wouldn't even have caught it except for at that time I was uh, sub manufacturing subwoofers under Sonic FX. And, you know, I was helping another com couple companies do OEM stuff. <laughs> and that's so I was hypersensitive to what subwoofers were in the vehicles. Of course. Of course. And, 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 um, and like I said, and, and if that weren't the case, I may not have even noticed, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it, it's one of those things that. I made the mistake of not really reading the rule book, not really knowing yeah. what was going on, and just thinking of the big picture as far as a final round, it needs right. to have a show. It doesn't need to have one of the vans roll up and it does nothing. Right. And that's when I looked at, when, when all, we were all talking, even Wanky, when I said, would you have rather had a final round with nothing in it? I, I do remember that exactly coming from you. I absolutely and do you, remember Would you that. rather me just stand there and just be like, hey, congratulations, you win. I mean, so. Right. Because at the end of the day, we try to draw in people because it's yes. a show. That's correct. You're that's why we had all the lanes. We had the lights. It's a show, so you want to have fun. It's it's it is what it is. So, you know, the only thing that and, and David Montgomery can say that he goes, 
and when we left after that finals, that that time, me and David sat and talked, and I was like, man, I was going, I was I was aggravated. He goes, and he said he seen something that flipped. It was like, all right, I won't lose again. Oh yeah. So that's where it that where it flipped, and it was like it's time to start getting. Now it's time to, to really make this thing loud. Mm-hmm. So that's where that change came in at. And so, what was your max loudness that you ever achieved in? Uh, at that time, I got a 64, 63.6 out of it was the loudest I could get out of that. And, and that was with the new sensors. Right. right. The new sensors. Yes. At the time, they were new. <laughs> Non-quad cool. So it right. was just dual voice cool, four amps. Two um, subs. Yeah, two and subs. As many batteries um, as you can fit without taking up airspace. Right. And, I had, and also, the other thing that happened was – I cut the floor out of that van and put all the sunk all the batteries into the floor. Yeah. That year. Yep. And Next then what year, happened? They changed the rules <laughs> because of Valen Riley's van. Yes. So I had to fix that, bring it all back into the van. Mm-hmm. So um, and that's when I went with Powermaster batteries and incriminate then I, I got connected with incriminator with Nick and them. Mm-hmm. And then I started running RE subs at that time. I went right. away from MTX because MTX dissolved the team around yeah. that time. Yeah, and prior to went, that, they were, they were big supporters of DB Drag. And yep. then at that, I believe that was the last year, and then they made a corporate decision Correct. to step away from DB Drag. They, did, they got rid of pretty much the whole team. Yes. They got rid of everyone. So um, that's when I kind of went a different direction with Nick. Because Nick lived – when I lived in Alabama, Nick was like two hours from me. Right. Uh and then I got connected with David Moore and Scott Atwell with RE mm-hmm. at the Spring Break Nationals the next year. Okay. We, we talked, Scott, actually, Sean Fleming is the one that connected with them mm-hmm. at that time. Yep. And uh, we sat and talked a little while, and they're like, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. We'll do a sponsorship. We'll do whatever. And I told him, I said, and, and that my exact words to him was, I said, look, I said, I'm going to tear up speakers. I'm going to break a lot of stuff, but when I'm done, it's going to be loud. And they're right. like, all right, whatever. They were shipping me 30 or 40 recalls at a time. Oh, yeah. Wow. We talked about David Moore on here um, more than once about how at finals, I don't think David's been to a finals that he's actually saw the finals. He just yeah. <laughs> he just sits in there, yeah. recone woofers, recone woofers, boss, recone in the woofers, you know? Not at all. I mean, it was always just set up in a corner somewhere and just yep. recone subs. So, um, that was when I had the van painted. I had a bunch of other stuff done to it and fixed a bunch of stuff and changed stuff on it. And that's when it's kind of started growing and getting louder and louder. Okay. So, so before we get like into like your favorite show and this and that stuff, um, I want to sit back and uh, let Jeffrey and you talk about no wall vehicles. Like, uh, what did you find building them and stuff like that? So, um, Go, Jeff. Let's let's talk about some no-wall hmm. vehicles, and let's see if we can't make some other people louder around here. I've probably forgotten more than I've ever uh, learned, but <laughs> so I, I couldn't really uh, say too much, um, but I want to hear what uh, uh, William has to say. <laughs> let's have him you go know, first. The, the, the <laughs> no-wall whole thing now has completely changed when it comes oh, yeah. to these guys. Oh, yeah. Trucks yeah. And, you know, the first guy that ever did a truck that way, I hate to say it, but we go back Danny to Danny Hayes. 
Oh, the move got a truck back right. in the day like that. Yeah. But his was well, that was back in the nineties though. Right, but his wasn't a band pass. It right. was just a basic flat wall. Mm-hmm. And then we all went into the caravans and this and that. Right. Um the the no wall stuff was pain in the ass is what it was. Especially <laughs> with the bands. It was a pain in the butt. Pain yep. Mm-hmm. yep. You know, because the box could only be so big, it could only go so far back. You right. couldn't break you couldn't everybody's like, Oh, don't mess with the wheel wells, don't do this, don't do that. Now you can do whatever the hell you want to. I mean you can cut anything and add as much sound editing as you want. I mean it's anything yeah. and everything. So um and then everybody Well back like, oh, when yeah. we were doing it, it was like one to two woofers. That was it. Right. Now one, you two got woofers, two yeah. layers of sound deadening. Yeah. Couldn't come up above uh window, window line. line. Yeah. And then with the caravans, you had to be careful because it pitched almost at three quarters of an inch or more. So if you mm. build a certain square enclosure, it would stick, it would sit a certain angle and it wouldn't pass window line. Yeah. So yeah. you had to be a certain way of building it. And uh, I tried every trick in the book to try to make it live. And it just, it was just, it got to a point where, it, and I don't know if it was the RE woofers getting to a point where they weren't getting any louder because you could dump as much power into it as you want. It just would not get any louder. Yep. That's called mm-hmm. power compression for the yeah, people that don't understand. Your woofers and... just don't move anymore. Right. So, and then that becomes power compression, and that's when you go to stiffer spiders typically. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure you were probably already at like four spiders or something four like or that. Five. I mean, yeah. at that time, I would tell, I would just tell David that to build me a certain couple different ones and let's play around with it. You know, mm-hmm. that was when really people really get new into changing right. spiders and doing this and doing that. One good advantage we a lot of us had was we all ran the same sub between the three of us that competed together, which was. Gorman and David Montgomery and me. Okay. We, well, at that that was before me and David ran the same subs. Gorman ran F the uh, FI. FI sub. No, it wasn't FI. It was um, T three. He ran. Yeah, T3. he was running T three. Right. Yeah. because yeah, that that's where we were all getting our motors from at that time, yeah. right? So that's so, Sonic FX was getting their motors, and Criminator was getting their motors. Uh, um, was it called um, RE? FI, we were all getting our motors from that same place, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. so it the whole it, everything back then, everybody was just playing, trying to figure out all the stuff that we were doing then. A lot of people are still doing now, but now you see some of these guys are stacking spiders as big as they can stack them on there, and I'm just like, y'all Sick. are crazy. I mean, it's just insane. But I mean, can you imagine if you could have put twenty thousand watts of coil to a quad coil back then? I mean, holy crap! That I mean, that's insane amount of power is available nowadays that wasn't available then. Right. Right. I mean, when I got my last year, I used the forty point one, which and, is a four thousand watt amp for people right. that don't know. And the most I could get out of it strapped was around twelve to fourteen. Was the most I could get out of it. Right. Um, and that was a cutting edge amp strong. at the time. Yeah, when and it, that time was was yeah. real strong. Yes. And with 30 excess power batteries, it never dropped voltage. I could hit it five or six times and never have to recharge. Okay. Um, do, you, so, do you run an alternator or did you were just charging batteries? I had, I had two dual dual power. Uh, at that time, it was excess power. Right. Alternators with custom brackets with switches that would flip between 12 volts and 16 volts and all that stuff. I actually sent that van to Tennessee with a guy named Coy, he built all the custom aluminum brackets and it was up at his place for like four or five months before mm. one year. Um, mm. 
never used them. I never turned them on. Never had to. <laughs> the batteries yeah. were just so much current with 30 of them that was in there. Just never had to use them. So, so can you imagine the extra room you'd have nowadays if you could go to lithium? <laughs> with lithium, right? <laughs> Dude, and you could run 15.6, 15.8 on the lithium battery, and it won't even drop a tenth of a volt, you know, or I mean, maybe get, a tenth. You know, I'm around when I when Gorman had his Astro last year. I'd go by there. I would you know stop by there and see it or go to shows. I'm like, where was all this room 15 years ago? <laughs> I mean, we had it stacked to the back where you could barely fit anything in, and you're having to right. swing out racks to be able to service anything. Right now, yep. you're back there, and you can hang out back there and lay down and do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Yep. And, and one of the keys to no walls, which I know Jeffrey knows, and I'm sure you do also was to create as much room as you can behind the box. That little pocket back there added length to the sine wave is my theory on what was going on there. So it was adding length to the sine wave so that you can get a full sine wave and using quarter wave theory, good Lord, <laughs> you know, you can make it so much louder. But when you put the amps and the battery stacked behind it, the higher you went, the lower your score went. So it was a delicate balancing act on well, how high you, know, you can go and not lose power when i dropped everything into the because that's what everybody was like okay let's cut the whole floor out put all the batteries in there and bring it up i gained nothing it changed mm. nothing in that really point. it only thing it changed was the frequency a little bit but spo wise was nothing so i was like all this work was for nothing <laughs> so maybe it was too much room <laughs> yeah i mean so then when they 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 changed it and i had to bring everything back up i just Build it in, weld everything back up, and dropped everything up, put everything high, and it, I never seen a difference. Okay. Never seen it in any of that. So, I, right. you know, there's. I was more worried about what was going on in the cab. That's okay. all I cared about. I didn't care. Everybody was like, "You got to mm -hmm. worry about what's going on behind this and behind that." Mm -hmm. None of that. All I could do was control what was in the enclosure and how it was in the cab. That's all we cared about. So, since you're 15 years removed-ish, um, do you? Did you find anything in particular that may have helped with the score that, you know, somebody watching right now that they may not have thought about? I mean, I think what we, we really figured out was that the angle walls inside the enclosures. Okay. A lot of people were doing angle walls inside of enclosures. And right. then we used to call them a whammy board. That, right. Yep. When people started going to that real thick baffle with just layering NDF, mm -hmm. layering NDF, layering NDF, you know, basically you were, you're building the baffle as strong as you got. I think the baffle in that, that caravan at one time was nine inches thick or something like that. Wow. And then you just work with the back wall and just move the yep. back wall. That's where we were tearing subs up so much because we were just doing some, we're just tinkering with things, moving things yeah. by half inch, two inch. I mean, just three quarters of an inch here, three quarters of an inch there and mm -hmm. moving different things. Um, and then, because you couldn't do anything with a cab back then. It was sound deadening, two layers, right. and then that was it. Your heater box had to be in. Your uh, right. visors had to be in. Your ducts had to be open, you know, yeah. the whole deal. So it wasn't, you know, you weren't taping off your uh, H, your AC. No, I mean, and, and then stuff, spray you know? foam. You had to have – you couldn't use it under right. spray foam. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. I think last, two years ago when I went to finals, I seen everybody with all the unlimited down deadening, unlimited this. I'm like, give me that. Let me have that. For, <laughs> let me take that back 15 years. I mean, because yeah. you just couldn't do that back then. I mean, they've seen some 
spray foam, they would lose your mind. They would lose their mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Were you at the Oklahoma World Finals? No. Okay, so that. at the Oklahoma World Finals, um, Cactus Sounds, I believe, they shipped a vehicle over here uh, to compete. And, dude, I looked in the vents, and they filled them up with spray foam. I'm like, wow. you can't do that. And, uh, um, you know, I, I don't like to go tour on people or nothing. But so I was like, hey, dude, you need to pull that out. So I came back. They took a Sharpie and colored it all black. And I was oh, like, no, dude, it's That's... still there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> the funny thing you say that the whole string line, the passing the string test. Uh-huh. I think that first year at finals, oh, the first year I had it, when I got DQ'd, I had to move the enclosure. That would have been 05. I had to move the enclosure because it barely touched the, the string. String. I had, uh -huh. to, I had to take all the woofers out, unbolt it, and shift it back like a 16th of an inch so it would not it wouldn't wow. hit the string test at finals. Yep. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, the judging, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't keep up with all the judging and stuff like that, but uh -huh. I see some stuff when I go to shows. I'm like, this is crazy, some of the stuff I see. Yep. No, no, no. Um, and and I, I mean, I've mentioned this on the show, um, and it's no disrespect to any of the other judges, um, but like Ray and uh, Jeffrey are about as thorough of a judge as you guys could possibly have at an event. Um, and uh, you know, we've been pretty successful. People coming from California and competing at World Finals and not finding issues with their vehicles unless they didn't listen to what I have to say when, or they listened and, <laughs> and heard, they may have heard well, what they wanted to hear from what I said. What you they know? wanted right. to I mean, hear. You, you got to think when they, when, as a competitor, everybody knows when you call a judge and say, Hey, mm -hmm. this is what I'm thinking here. Cause that's what Steve Bent was to us. We would call Steve and like, Hey, right. I think I want to try this. He's like, well, technically this is what it would be. But I can't tell you how to not do it. You know what I'm saying? He would just right. kind of give us a, a gray area, and we would just try to stretch that gray area as far as we could stretch it. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we weren't – I never were. And even with when we when with Gorman's vans and Dave Montgomery's vans, mm -hmm. we never tried to stretch it. We just were – we would build it to, to – we'd build it as big as we could build it, build the cattle way it was supposed to, and just work with it Yeah, throw power at it. It, it was really you were trying to work the box. Correct. Right. I, I mean, that's it, all you can do when it was a super street vehicle because right. you didn't have, you know, once you get the the cabin done the way it's supposed to be to spec, when you yep. get everything else done the way it's supposed to be, all you have is the enclosure and power. Yep. So and runs a wire. Right. And, lots, and manipulate that. And lots of runs can, a wire. Right. So, um, you know, that's just how we looked at it. We were never trying to, I never right. cared about trying to stretch rules to a point, but I mean, even like to some of the stuff that would come up with, I asked, it was weird. Cause I asked Steve one time, obviously I was sponsored by MTX at the time. I said, Hey, I have this big MTX banner. I want to glue it to my floor mm -hmm. as a, just as sponsorships. Right. He was like, you can't do that. I'm like, why? It's not carpet. It's not this. I'm like, it's a six, it's like paper thin. <laughs> it's thinner. Paper thin. Right. Right. It's not going to do anything. He goes, no, you can't. Doesn't do matter. Like, Seriously. I mean, it's just some of those weird things that judges yep. would be like, here, you know, so. Yep. Rob Collar yeah. calls me for stuff like that. 
Um, as a yeah. matter of fact, I got him watching. We got Stephen Talbot, Justin Stolman, um, Ricky Garcia, um, Ricky Garcia, uh, Rob Mario uh, watching. Lucky McGovern, the old uh, host, is watching mm-hmm. back with us. Uh, Dave Montgomery's obviously watching. RP's watching with us too. He like he thinks it's funny talking to me about rules. Uh, um, <laughs> Craig Simpler, uh, Cami Cha, uh, Brandy yeah, I actually Cord. Work, I worked with Craig for a long time in Montgomery. Did you? Yeah. Oh, there you go. You yeah, got Bo Boren in there. You got Emran. Oh, oh man, you got <laughs> Tiffany Bar- uh, uh, Paris and her husband uh, Tristan out of uh, Barbados watching today. Uh, obviously, David Montgomery, uh, Adam Aleon. And Nick Semino. And, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, he says a lot of people trying to work within the gray areas, um, making things happen. I think and, that's just how it is now. You know, everybody's yeah. trying to work and then getting it. And the other side of it, I see a lot of guys now, just, everything is steel. I mean, they're building everything out of half-inch yep. plate steel. Well, Sick. I can't weld. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh, I can't weld. So, I'm, I'm just out of luck when it comes to building a vehicle now. So, I guess that's why I would have to call Bo and have him live with me for six months. Dude, that boy some burns some metal, doesn't he? Um, yeah. You know, you just go on his uh, Facebook feed, and dude, he's always burning metal. Oh yeah, so that's the only the only way I could handle could build another vehicle is if he come and just weld it. I just drop it on like weld it. I'll see yeah. you in a month. Right. So that's <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. So you know, it's definitely different now. It's ch- everything's different, and and I think people have adapted pretty well with it. Gorman and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's an evolution, right? I mean, yeah. you you know, like the lithium went from how you know the battery systems used to go, and yeah, from and then yellow now tops to the <laughs> way back then, you know, to what was it, yellow tops, and then we went to um, train batteries, right? People 18, were starting to run. You had, you had eight volts, you had yeah. eight volt golf eight cart batteries, golf, golf cart batteries, yeah. Batteries, yeah. Yep. Like and then we went sixteen. Yep. And then we went to stuff like bat caps, and then you know now we're all the way yeah. up to lithium, right? And and we're on That's... generation two of lithium right. too. We're not even on generation one of lithium. Um, Bo Boren says, Willie, I bought you a set of lifts for your shoes, guaranteed <laughs> to add two inches to your height. Um, uh, it's, it's, actually inches. <laughs> it's actually 2.4 inches. It's actually 2.4 inches because I've been watching those ads on my Facebook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, you know, and even, and like when Tommy, go back, I'm, I'm circling back around. Uh-huh. When, when Tommy was on the show the other day, he had mentioned with us, he'd come up through past because a lot of the Florida boys would come up and hang out with us before finals. Okay. Mm. A lot of them would do that. So you would, you would, when he mentioned that, it kind of brought back memories of like Mike Langford would come up and hang out with us, and Robbie Shore, probably Step Harris, and a couple of those guys. They Hippo just all passed, you passed right by our area to go mm. to Nashville. Oh yeah. So a lot of them would come up and hang out, and before finals, so it was kind of one of those deals where we all just hung out and helped each other to a point. Right. So I do miss that side of competing hanging out and having fun with people the late nights and all that crap you can keep it all i don't, <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with it so. i mean you've done your share of those right so yeah so what what is your favorite show um that you've ever participated in well i mean it would probably be i mean it would have to be 
well, you would oddly say 06 because I went was it 06 was Cleveland, Ohio. I believe that's right. Yeah, I believe you. That's the year I won DV Drag. That would probably be because I won. As far as everything else involved with that show was terrible. <laughs> that show was awful. It, it was not the easiest place to get to. You were so far from everything when we were at the right. event. Um, but I wanted to say uh, Sam Horns, the one who got the location. And it actually, when you were inside the building, it was actually pretty good other than right. other than the fire marshal with his, oh, you can't run your vehicles. You got to have these fans going. Um, you know, those were some of the issues we dealt with. But, um, but yes, it, it, as – you got to understand also, we went from Nashville mm. to that. Right. And, and, and you're talking Nashville. You walk out of the convention center, you make a left, and there's 4th Street. Correct. Yeah. You know, to now we're out in a hangar by the airport. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you know. That show, it was, I think it was like 19 hours for us to get up there or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was insane. So, and in winter, right? Right. I mean, it was middle. I mean, it was all right. But I would have to say one of my best shows, the most fun, mm -hmm. would have probably had to been Steve Cook used to put on some shows in Florence, Alabama. Oh, and he was yeah. competing big. He would have big shows, and everybody would come to him. Okay. This is oh three oh four because I had a to my Toyota at that time. So those shows, we always had so much fun because people would come from all over the place okay. to those shows. And those were 02, 03, somewhere along in there. Mm -hmm. um, Spring Break National was always fun for us because right. it was kind of one of those just fun shows to go and do. Mm -hmm. um, but we killed ourselves to get there. That was the problem. That was the problem with a lot of us. We just worked until 5 in the morning. There were times where I'd work all night long. I lived five minutes from the shop. So I would work, go home, take a shower, and come open the store. Because <laughs> I had I worked at a stereo shop, so I, I that's what right. I did. So, um, I don't know how we did it. None of us know how we did. It. I don't know how we did it. Uh, so I used to drive out. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Is that you, Jeffrey? <laughs> Your dog is unhappy. Yeah, it must be my my beagle. Oh, <laughs> it's cat, cat I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Mama must be home. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So, I, so I understand that. Um, you know that that was the kickoff show of the year was SBN, right? So, people travel literally from all over the country to that event, and that's what made it so great is the gathering of like-minded people. Yep. Um, and, and that and, show was huge in yep. O, you know, in the O, in the early two thousands. Yep. It was. The last year I went was 07. There was still, you know, probably 70, 80 competitors there in different classes, if not more. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was so. one of the first ones that were multiple organizations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so, I mean, it was definitely a driven event. That was, um, but the thing was, is, you know, you get people that would come from California to SBF. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, I mean, so you were talking, it was a big show. It was a big deal. Um, so that, so, how about some world finals memories that you might have that um that you're kind of looking forward to? Because are you are you looking forward to doing this meetup uh, at World Finals? I, I I I think it's gonna be fun. I Certain people you're looking to see, yeah. or some memories that might be brought up, and some alcohol. I mean, there's that gonna be a consumed. lot of memories that come up. I mean, as far yeah. as the final side of things, you know, um, mm -hmm. for me, 
it's just being around my friends that I hadn't. Because once I moved from Alabama, I hadn't been around a lot of the friends. I don't hang out with them much because when I go home, I'm with family, things like that. So mm-hmm. I'll get to see David Gorman, even Bo and some Nick and all of them. So I get to hang out with all those guys. And then mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Tommy. I hadn't seen him in probably six, eight years. Okay. Um, you know, just seeing some of those people that we can hang out with and have fun because we've all had fun together. We've all done some weird and crazy things together. Oh, um, yeah. So, so, so let's hear some of them. I don't think this is safe for some people. <laughs> I don't think some some people probably don't want us. All right, I got one for even one, right. one of the Steve Cook shows. Okay. Mm. Me and Dave Montgomery were notorious when we would hang out, have fun, and start we'd start drinking, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well then we would get into situations where we would like to slap mm-hmm. each other. Uh-huh. Like in the face or yes, in the face. In the we face. Okay. Hey, Steve <laughs> Benton's watching right now. Uh so nice. <laughs> you can ask Tommy about this next time you see him. Just ask him about the Waffle House in Florence, Alabama, when the police got called on us because me and Dave were out front messing around, slapping each other in the face. Okay. Oh, and people, people, other yeah, people called the called cops. The police on us, oh, thinking no. that we were fighting, and we were just playing. Yeah. And, and for the young kids, that's before the tortilla challenge. Yes. Right. Oh. We would just slap each other in the head for no reason. That's probably why my head hurts a lot lately. So, <laughs> um, and, and if Steve Benton would ever answer his damn phone and oh, no. uh, get back to me, we would have him on the show to talk about Midwest oh, SPL and right. stuff. But right. you know, he's all he's got to do is answer his phone, and you know, come on now, Steve. That's right. <laughs> he says uh, he wants to see you, Willie. <laughs> yeah, he wants to see you. All yeah. he has, all he has to do is come to World Finals, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's go. Um, so, so, Solise has some stuff set up. You know, we're going to have a yeah. um, meet and greet, get together at World Finals for the, uh, for the old school meetup, obviously. Um, you saw Tommy's bringing CDs and stuff. I mean, oh, because yeah. he, he was a show in himself back then, right? Yeah, um, he was uh, entertaining. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. No, he, he was very entertaining. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, so Steve Benton there, he says he remembers that story, but he still ain't responded to no phone calls. Just saying. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Steve Benton, we've talked about Steve Benton on the last show, how he had his Oklahoma showdown, right? Okay. Where oh, you guys right. would go get your points, and you'd have seven shows in seven days, ending with a 3X near his house. Um, oh, he says he's a has-been. That's who we're talking to. We're talking to <laughs> yeah. used to be. I mean, like we're, we're all has-beens at some point. I mean, trust yep. me, we're all has-beens. Um, so. One of the things I remember is uh, right before he stopped doing DB drag shows and moved on and started doing his um, Midwest SPLs, he had 300 events that he had done. Um, uh, I believe uh, up until about two years ago, Steve Benton is the only person in the world that has done more DB drag shows than I have. And, and it took me, you know, a lot of years to catch up to him. I mean, he was he was putting on shows all over the place. He, I mean, I give it to him. He's a promoter. Oh yes, he promotes it. Yeah, yeah I he's mean, a promoter. He started Midwest SPL, and from what I've seen, it's been fairly successful. Yeah, it's been um, very successful. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just catch it here and there, whatnot, you know. So, um, yeah, nine shows in nine days is what Steve said wow. for the Oklahoma Showdown, and it culminated with a three X at the end of the show at the end of the event and it was the last day of world final uh to get points and to get points yeah, yeah. so you could literally go to that 
Oklahoma Showdown and get all the points you needed for the whole year to compete at World Finals. Got you. Okay. So that was Steve's big thing. I thought it was an awesome idea. We actually did it. I think it that's California. a good idea. I mean, you just kind of mm-hmm. just just knock it out and get it over with and be done with it. And I think it drives people to 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 strive for something and get something and really want to push towards something. Yeah, right. I think you got to have the following too to to right. do something like that because mm-hmm. nine shows, nine days. I mean, we don't even do that now, and it's been you know years and years and years since that happened. And yep. and uh, maybe we just don't know the right formula that Steve knows. But uh, yeah, that's, that's well. Tough. The difference you, was is it was it was points driven back then for World Finals, mm-hmm. and now it's not as points driven. So you. Um, as long as you get your shows in, then you go to World Finals. Where there, yeah, you may have had 10 shows, but True, unless yeah. you were top 15 in points for the year, you didn't go to World Finals. And we used to fill the classes at that time, literally 15 people in every class. Now, we only had like eight classes or nine classes at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, a, a, a much smaller um, amount of classes. You know, now we're up to, I don't know, what would we like, uh, 19 or 21 classes. See, I can't keep up with all the classes. <laughs> Y'all have that, DB Drag has that many classes. It is, yeah. It, it's, it's insane. Well, maybe it's something for you to look into again because uh, there- <laughs> <laughs> there's a new. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with running my own business and trying mm-hmm. to keep up with a four and a half year old. So first things first, do not have a kid at 40 years old. i love that kid to death but i'm tired all the time you're always (laughs) tired um so what is your business i uh i own a a gps and camera installation company wow have you been hanging out with uh sam horn Horn lately or what no i don't i don't don't do the what's he where's he work at uh, I think he was all doing like school buses. Wasn't he doing yeah, school, he buses, school buses? But he works for. Uh, he used to work for StructureNet. Now he's working for somebody else. So, yeah, but so he's he doing does the stuff same like thing. That to a point. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah. He's doing yeah, this. So, he's doing that still, but he travels the country and just does buses and he hires local help at each location. Okay. And basically, he calls up the stereo shops and says, "Hey, I'm looking for your well, best." That's, you know, that's kind of what we do. I do to a point. I mean, I do a lot of. I've done cameras and buses and big trucks and uh-huh. things like that. So, um, but that's kind of what I've been doing for the last, I think it's been four years. Uh-huh. Um, I left an audio shop cause I just got tired of retail. Yeah. And thought mm-hmm. that I could go out and open my own business and let have fun and things like that and control my own life. But that's not how it works. <laughs> your business runs your life. So. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. yeah. You you marry your business when you start. It with. is, you know, but I wouldn't take it back for anything because retail audio is terrible. It always has been. <laughs> oh, I'm mean, like now. I mean, imagine now you got like online retailers that's that you're kinda, fighting with. Yeah, that you're right. fighting with. So wow. Yeah, Somebody walks into tough. your retail shop. Yeah, but on Amazon right here, it's <laughs> oh, only four hundred dollars. Why are you charging me Jeez. six? Yeah. Why, well, then go why get is your it. hourly rate $109 yeah. an hour? Right. Because it just is. That <laughs> it just it is. is. You, you can you bring know, so. me that woofer, but I'm going to charge you $300 to install it. Right. So <laughs> I went out and did that about four and a half years, four years ago. And uh-huh. uh, it's been pretty well. I mean, I've done, I've done, I do okay. I mean, I, I, I do pretty well. I mean, yeah. I can't complain. So nope. I'm too busy. I got more work than I can handle right now. So I guess it's all right. That's not mm. a bad thing. 
So, so, so I do have a question. So, where did Mister No Wall come from? That actually comes from a Nick. Okay. With Incriminator. Ah, with Incriminator. Okay. okay. Almost positive Nick. it came from him. And I, I actually <laughs> did not. I don't. I mean, I didn't want that. I didn't want anything like that. I'm just not that person to be like, all right, I, this. Yes, I'm. I can be outspoken. I can be a jerk sometimes, but. Actually, I didn't want to do this. I really, my wife was like, you should do it. I, and even David Montgomery was like, you should do it. I didn't want to do this because I'm just not that person. I'm just not okay. that, I don't go boast about myself and things like that. Right. But once I start talking, it's fun and it's enjoyable. Right. Because now I'm bringing up memories of things we did yeah. and having fun. Mm -hmm. So it is actually a good time, you know. So, yeah. you know, but uh, Nick's the one that brought it up to me. He came up with Mr. Noir. He made the shirt. Right. And all that. So, um, you know, it was it was interesting at that time. You know, speaking of the shirts, um, I, someone else had mentioned that uh, they were going to go to the uh, old school meetup and then wear their old jerseys, you know, from back in the day. And I was like, that's a that you know sense. awesome idea. idea. That'd be so yeah. you see all the old brands and, you know, like, hey, I, I didn't remember this guy used to run this. And yeah. it's actually <laughs> so, a pretty good yeah. idea. Now you, yeah. I'm going to have to bring it with me now. So. Oh, so you got <laughs> to gotta wash it now. And and I got to wash it. I, like I said, I hadn't put it on in 15 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you see the cobwebs getting, uh, getting wiped off. I had off to go this? look for it. I had to go, oh. like, dig through my closet to find it. Ben still <laughs> says he has one of your old 20.1s. Really? That's what he says right here. So I, ha I have one of uh, uh, Willie's old 20.1s. Okay. I mean, you could make a base race vehicle with that. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, that, that's one of the great things, like I said, um, uh, with the new classes. Um, one of the great things... <laughs> One of the great things about it is like especially base race. You can literally the 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 cost to entry is almost yeah. nothing. I mean a single ten sealed in the trunk of a car with fifteen hundred watts and you can realistically compete in the twenty nine nine class. Yeah. Right? And uh you can have your daily driver. I mean Gary Killian was using um uh he was using a Prius for a little while a Prius. Oh, wow. so he was driving all over the place getting points in a prius and i mean do you know gary at all no oh so so gary's a big truck kind of guy okay. i mean so he's got was that like an f 450 or whatever for no it's an excursion excursion so he's got right, the yeah. he's got the full-on excursion then he's got an f 450 for his tow vehicle and then you know so i mean he's a big truck kind of guy right and yeah, right? seeing him driving around, dude, he was so embarrassed when he got the Prius. But then he started posting <laughs> pictures of, that's right, seven dollars to fill up. <laughs> exactly. You know, and he's used to paying hundred dollars to fill up. You know, so gotcha. so yeah, so he was he was pretty funny with him doing that. Um, but no, I mean, it, like I said, so I mean, we got Nick showing up. We got um, were you ever hanging out with Pippo and? Um, Step Harris and those guys too, or yeah, I mean I know all those guys. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I, I'm not sure if Pippo's gonna show up to World Finals or not. Okay. He, he originally said he wasn't invited, and I said, dude, there's no way you're not invited. <laughs> How's he not invited? I know exactly. I mean, he was a he was a problem causer and all, but he was part of what it was, right? Yeah. Um, it, like him and Tommy McKinney were like, they did the same thing, but they were polar opposites. 
Mm-hmm. Like Tommy was there to show off and welcome people and this and that. And Pippa was more of the check out me. I'm a badass, you know, um, drinking Bud Light all the time. Yeah. He's just like, dude, this is what I do. And nobody can do it like me. You yeah. know, and that was his thing where Tommy was more uh, it, to me. I got the vibe of, hey, come and be part of what I'm doing, you know, right. and, and but they did the same thing. Right. You know, um, Nick Semino keeps mentioning Frankie Rio, and I probably know him, but I, I don't. He's out of Florida. He's yeah, out of Florida. he is. Had a, yeah, he had a van. and Yeah, and he uh, helped build, obviously, you know, uh, Tommy McKinney's car, right? Because that was to- what Tommy talked about a lot, is, you know, thanks yeah. to Frankie Rio. Tommy's van, Tommy's truck. Yep. And, and yeah. I really remember Tommy's truck. I mean, just the In the Air Tonight was a – I mean, that truck made that song – forever in my memory yeah oh yeah uh truly it was just i mean tommy was just unique tommy's just Tommy. yeah i mean that's, when, you, when you talk about tommy tommy's just tommy yep you know so i mean i appreciated having him on the show and this and that we've had nick on here a few times talking about some of his product and how he gotcha. got his start and whatnot yeah i met nick um at world finals i'm guessing or spring break nationals <laughs> no actually no really when we first got involved oh that's right nick, you said you were talking. close by him yeah, we're close to him. That's right. We met. I think me and Gorman met Nick in Birmingham at a show one time. Just okay. this is when he, this is when he first first got started. When he was still a wrestling referee. What? <laughs> he was doing W, not WWE, was it pro but wrestling. Or? It was pro wrestling. Oh, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why does that uh, surprise me? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we met Nick. I mean, when he was still, you know, really, really young and still mm-hmm. doing his, you know, just building stuff. And we got a couple of subs from him, played with him, and yep. um, and it just kind of went from there. But you know, it's amazing to watch Nick the way his company has grown over the last, you know, twenty years. Yes, um, and he's builds an amazing product. And I'm not just posting because he's a buddy of mine, but the product just speaks for itself. Always has. Been. Yep. Uh, I, you know it. I would think that we, not that we're trying to be centric, but we do have a lot of incriminator guys on here and a lot of DC guys. Um, And I think that's really because of the support that they give into the DB drag community. I think that's that's one, that's one thing I can say with Nick was, you know, he all, he supports the guys. He's got a a core group of guys that he just takes care of and that he's really good about helping. You know, even on the flip side of just his products, just bulletproof. It's just built well. Yeah, there's a lot of companies out there build some great products. Right. But I mean, I've I've watched it grow and seen it, and you know, he he does a very good job. Yeah, and he's they just do amazing work. He's still a sponsor of DB Drag. He sponsors the Champion Rings every year. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think he's got. I think he just signed a five year for the championship rings or something like. Oh that. wow! Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's, so. that's cool. Yeah, I think on the show he mentioned something about Solis would ask him every year, and then it just got to the point where he just said, "Hey, Solis, just send me the invoice. Just yeah, send just, me the invoice." Just send it there. <laughs> that, that that sounds about like with him. Yeah. When he comes that's to shows and stuff like that. He just wants to go and have a good time and put you know, support people, and you know we've always. You know, I was going for the longest time with him and David to mm-hmm. slam ology, and then we'd go to finals, and we just kind of would help him and help move, do things every year. We'd go to that's the only two shows I I've been to in the last shit, probably ten, eight, nine years was slam and finals. That's it. No, because he wants us to go with him, and we go up there and we hang out. 
Yeah, those are two of the biggest shows. So right. yeah, so. <laughs> and and I think that's just kind of a testament of you know when you're just starting out competing and stuff like that. Um, you know, being cool with everybody and you know talking to people and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, kind of introducing yourself and um, you know because you never know. You never know, you know, five, 10 years from now, they're going to be uh, the head of this uh, major audio company and, you know, they're going to be taking care of you. So it just, you know, it, it doesn't pay to kind of like burn bridges or, right. or, you know, have like, you know, just to be like an all around hater to people or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. With, with Nick and him, we're just friends. We're all, I mean, we right. call and talk to each other about our kids and family. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's just kind of where we're, we're at, you know, and even with, you know, when you get into with Scotty and all those, you know, we st- I still call and talk to Scotty here and there. I mean, so it's just one of those deals. We're just all friends. It's just, you know, we're right. all competing. We had fun together, but we're all still just friends. Yep. You know, hey. that's one thing you got to bring from this. You, you you have a lot of friends involved because, you know, we still talk to each other. We still hang out even after all these years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that's what, um, you know, that's one of the things we really try to promote on this show. And that's why we like to have the guys like you on here and this and that is um, just to explain and hope, help people understand that, you know, the show is just a part of it. Um, right. World Finals is a part of it. Uh, ultimately, and, and like I, you know, I've mentioned here many times, too, is, you know, we aren't here just to talk about your competition and whatnot we're here to show who the whole person is because ultimately from this you're going to gain friends and friendships right and um business acquaintances whatever Mm -hmm. but you're going to be able to meet people and grow with them and have um you know i do know social media has you know its version of relationships with people um but uh seeing them face to face and being in the same hobby as them and sharing in their failures at the time or their successes at the Mm. time they happen um there's nothing that can match that no by no means no i mean because we've made lifelong friends coming from these shows right i mean Mm -hmm. when i talk to people you know even that didn't know what i've done in the past and things like that i'm like i've been to car shows i've been all over the southeast to shows i've been this i've done that records finals things like that they're like what are you talking about what is that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i show things i'm like seriously that's actually kind of cool i mean people think it's cool when I mean, we talk about people when you do things like that you know it's not we're not just building loud stereos and being silly on the street all the time so tommy just popped in in the last minute here his ears must have been burning we were talking uh, about no. it uh, <laughs> so no that, um, that's awesome so one thing i would would, would talk about is for 06 the, the when i won for 06 uh-huh finals um, a lot of people don't know the story of what happened there. Okay. There's a, there's actually a pretty cool story and it comes back to, a, we're speaking about friends and family uh-huh. and things like that. So the 20.1s first come out with incriminator. Right. And we, that was, we, I was one of the first ones that got them. We started playing with them and a few things here and there. And that van loaded really, really weird. And we would kick the amps off. So we finally got it where it would play and be pretty loud. Asked David Montgomery because he said in it one time when it played at full volume to see what was going on. And it was loud. Well, we finally got it working. We finally got everything done. We drive 19 hours to Ohio. It won't play. I can't get it to play. I can't get it to do anything. 
I can't get it to do, it just freaks out. It does all kinds of stuff. So we're sitting there and I looked at Nick and I was like, Nick, man, I don't know what it we messed around. We tried cools. We tried this. We tried that. I cannot make it play. I was like, what do you want me to do? He goes, I don't know. Well, Terry Jackson, obviously mm -hmm. Terry Jackson was from Florida. He passed right. away. Yeah. Right. Well, he was from Vegas, ago. went to Florida. Yep. Yep. So he come up to me and we're talking, we're hanging out. And he goes, Hey, I got amps for you. Do you want amplifiers? I said, I don't know. I said, let me, let me talk to Nick. I said, Nick, what do you want me to do? I said, I'll leave the amps in there. We're just, we're just here. We're having fun. What do you want me to do? He goes, can you win? I said, if I get those amps, I can win. He goes, well, put the amps in there. Mm -hmm. So Terry Jackson rolls up with a, with a dolly of amplifiers. Me and Norman sat there for five hours, probably going to Home Depot, getting parts because it wasn't right. None of the wires would match up. So we figured things mm -hmm. out and figured it out. Finally got it to play. And that's where it would do the 63, three or four. At home with the 20.1s, it would do a 63, four at home. Same number. Same number at home. Mm -hmm. When I got to Ohio, it would not play. Hmm. So it goes back to having friends that help you yeah, and get right. you in situations. I would not have won if it wasn't for Terry. Right. And I so would not have won also in the final round. On the side of the enclosure, I had barrier strips where I could test everything and switch things around and mess with it. Okay. Between all our testing, I forgot to hook the barrier strips back up. <laughs> We're in the lanes, and Gorman That's goes, part of the checklist. you hooked the barrier strips back up. I said, I'm pretty sure I did not. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> so we opened the side door. They're disconnected. We have no tools with us. We had nothing in our hands to fix it. Mm -hmm. And somebody handed me a pocket knife. I'm trying to mess with it. Broke their pocket knife. William Coates runs from like, I don't know where he ran to. Cause yeah. all I seen him run off and he runs back with a screwdriver within like 30 seconds. I never seen somebody run so fast in my life. <laughs> we fix it and finally get it to work. And that's when we won. So if it wasn't for Terry Jackson helping me out mm -hmm. at that time, and if it wasn't for William Coates running across the whole uh, building to get me a screwdriver to fix something that I screwed up, uh -huh. I probably wouldn't have won. Yeah. In the last final, like, 30 seconds before they said go. Yep. And, and I will tell you, um, even in even when you're in the finals and you're going head-to-head -head against somebody, nobody wants to win with a failure. Right. They don't, yeah, I mean, they don't yeah. want your opponent to fail. That's never, right. ever a want by anybody. I mean, Gary Killian came on and talked about he's got one ring that's a black stone on it because he pulled in there. And Craig Butler's failed, and he uh, won okay. a world championship oh. because Craig Butler couldn't turn on his stereo. And mm. you know, Craig was doing 182s or something. Gary's right. doing like 168s. He's like, dude, I don't even have a hope in hell. He wasn't even gonna bow out. And uh, you know, the, his group of friends convinced him, hey, just go in there. You never know what happens. And yeah. so he made one of his rings is a black ring because you know nobody wants to win by default he's happy oh, he won but that's right. not the way he wants to win and even in in which was the next year for finals i mm -hmm. lost to i think it was alan lackey is who i lost mm -hmm. to in the final okay. round that's an old man um for whatever reason i had done a 63 3 63 3 63 3 final round i swapped subs and one of the subs comes apart in the final round Oof. 
and it was like a maybe by like two tenths or something like that, somewhere along in there. Um, that was the time I was like, I don't think I want to do this one. Wow. And it was my fault because the sub yeah. that I put in, I built wrong. Oh, I, when I built the sub, you didn't put the spacer it was in there. Probably a two in the morning thing. I left the actual sleeve. The in the oh, the shim. Yeah, the yeah, spacer the shim. shim oh, the shim in under there. the dust cone. So when I played it, it destroyed. Oh. Yep, your gap was a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> so it destroyed everything. Yeah, I lost final round to him by like two tenths, and that round it would have done, you know, sixty three six somewhere along mm. there. Oof. And I lost. I did like he did like a. 619 or something like that and i did like a 617 yeah i think oh, so i remember talking to him i remember talking was, to him and he said yeah, he got it lucky was like right there and i'm just like are you kidding me mm -hmm. so so that that's when it happened huh when you're like man i just i don't want to do this so anymore that right? was part of it and then i went to spring yeah. nationals the next year and that's mm -hmm. when i'd gotten a little bit louder and i broke everything i broke everything down there i could imagine i broke every sub that i put in that sub so then the final round when we had it, I went down there. I had two mismatch subs. I had like a dual two and a dual <laughs> one in there just to make it. Yeah. And still did almost a 63. Yeah. Mismatch up. Yeah. And I was like, why, where was that at, at finals last year when mm -hmm. I was trying to beat him? Right. So, you know, you, you, and that was when it was a point where I was like, I just, I, I don't have it in me anymore. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're looking forward to the, uh, world finals meetup, um, bringing your kid, just you, the wife. No, it'll just be me. My wife will be probably most likely back home. She'll Babysitting. Go, yeah, <laughs> she'll go with the kid and go see family, and she may go to a to the the football game. I don't know. She's mad at me because I'm trying to go to the show. <laughs> You're like, in trouble. You know, so, so you know, we had past uh, guests on the show, and they would name names that who they would want to see, or you know, who's going to the uh, to the old school meetup. Is there somebody that that you hadn't heard yet that's you know not gonna go that you want to call out here on the show and say, hey, you know, get up and get over there. Let's uh, let's do this. Truth be told, I haven't kept up with it that much, so that would probably be a mm -hmm. question I couldn't answer. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I think. I'm glad Tommy and them's coming. I think Pipo mm -hmm. needs to bring his butt up there. He needs to come on. Um, we all just had fun together. I mean, we just – I know Scotty's going to be there. I know Nick and him all is going to be there. You know, we were all just – we just had fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were all just a good time together, so. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see I think Steve Benson show up. Steve Benson show up? <laughs> yeah, calling him out right now. Yeah. Steve Benton. should come on the show and then show up. Yep, there you go. I, I remember he would always be on the mic, you know, and he uh, maybe he could be he could be the MC of the uh, the old school meetup. And uh, there you go. <laughs> he probably knows everybody who's going to be there, who's going to show up, and, and knows everything about him. So, so yeah. Steve, if you're watching, hey, we got an MC position open for you, or if not, you just want to hang out, that's cool too. <laughs> um, and, and Jeffrey had a great idea. Uh, so what we're going to do at World Finals is uh, Jeffrey and I are. This was currently planning so we do <laughs> fully intend to do this that doesn't mean we will be able to but we're going to attempt it um is to have like a everyday post show um so we'll just do like a little post show right there during the um uh 
after the event, maybe grab a couple of competitors, talk about what we saw for the day, you know, just something short, maybe half hour long or something. Uh, That's just, good. just like a little cool. post show thing. There's still been, he says it's possible. Ah, it's possible. There we go. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, so Jeffrey and I look forward to that. If you guys want to see that, uh, you know, I'll bring my laptop. We can set this up and have the same thing we got going on right here. We could set up in the hospitality suite where everybody's yeah. going to be at. And, yeah. you know, somebody's having a beer. We can just have people you know, come by and talk to you while you're yeah. there. And just come by and say, exactly. hey, things like that. And, you know, people that can't show up and just kind of talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's that your is. fondest memory and stuff like yep. that? That'd be the coolest. Yeah, I think you gotta wait about halfway or about the end of it when everybody's like drunk. really yes. drunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then you'll get the yes. real stories. The real story. Going. Yes, uh, I believe right. it. So, Jeffrey, you want to hit him with our uh, final question of the day, and then we'll wrap it up? Sure, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Willie, what is your definition of a base head? Definition of a base head. Someone that doesn't get a lot of sleep <laughs> and that likes to compete, and, and most base heads are – competitive driven that wants to win at all costs and that means no sleep red bull to no end and <laughs> just the loudest thing that you could possibly build at any point in time yep and a lot of us have been there and have built some of the loudest cars yep so you just got to figure that next step and i think all these guys now have figured out that next step of where we're at. I don't know what these guys can do to get any louder. I mean, they're stupid loud right now. I mean, what's the next, what's the next possible thing they can do? Yeah. Speaking yeah. of no sleep, can you, if you guys can see that, let's see there. <laughs> what is that? So that says three hours and 20 minutes. Uh, so let me, I'll read these off. So this is my sleep for the last week, four hours. Three hours, 20 minutes, three hours, 20 minutes, three hours, 50 minutes, two hours, 55 minutes, three hours, 40 minutes, four hours, doing? five minutes, three hey, hours, 15 minutes, four <laughs> hours, are 35. Are you building a car right now? No, so so I don't sleep. Uh, I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, well, you're perfect for DB Drag then. Well, yeah. like I said, dude, I, so I used to drive to Salinas, which is uh, almost an hour and 45-minute drive from me. And I would, uh, back when I was competing, and we I would go over there and we would build cars. And then I would drive home to shower and then drive to wherever the car show, the DB drag was the next day. Um, I, I just, my body doesn't work. I actually bought my Apple watch because I was like, man, you know what? I feel like I don't sleep very many hours, but you know, when you tell somebody that um, they're like, uh, yeah, sure. You don't, you know, you, you sleep plenty of, right. you know, whatever. And, um, and so I started tracking. I'm like, holy shit. Obviously, I don't <laughs> sleep that very much. But yeah, so I mean, I completely understand the no sleep thing. Um, I'm, but I'm not tired from it. You know, uh, I've been this way my whole life. So it's, it's good for you. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> well, I, I don't have any more two year olds running around. My baby's 22. Uh, so oh, <laughs> yeah, that's my you know, youngest. I'm, I'm, I'm the I don't know if I'm smart or I'm dumb. I'm the one that waited until I was 36 to get married and have a kid at 40. Shoot, I've been married for 30, a little over 30 years. Wow. So I've been been married since I can remember. So, um, but yeah, no, you know, it's been, uh, for me, it was the right choice. We got, we uh, got together cruising downtown 
and then we um, got married. We actually were going to the same high school, didn't even know each other. Um, nice. Ended up, uh, hey, I've seen you before. And uh, next thing you know, we're hanging out. Uh, two years later, we're married and having kids. So, yeah. you know, we, all, we came from the same high school and all that. So that was good. Um, you know, that was the right choice for me. Uh, for my family, I waited forever. Uh, the average age to have your first kid in my family is about 14 and a half. So, me waiting until I was 18. Are you I'm from Alabama? Eight. Are you sure you're not from Alabama? So, <laughs> we have a lot of Oki family. Georgia, somewhere along no, the way? No, no. We uh, have a lot of Oki family. Just saying. Uh, roots. Right. Roots. All right. <laughs> so, um, but anyway. No, that's great. Um, like I said, uh, that's something unique, too. Somebody that doesn't get any sleep, that's definitely a unique one that we haven't heard before. And um, anybody that's been part of a build or been part of a team can absolutely – uh, relate with that uh, Jeffrey what you got going oh hey do you have any sponsors or uh, people you want to throw a shout out to or no, I mean, you know, I don't I'm not competing anymore I just you know with Nick and them they've always treated me like I was family even when I'm not competing and doing this they still always try to include me with to go into shows and wanting to be part of that group and part of that family you know uh, David Montgomery still me and him are still real close and Gorman and Bo and everybody else we're all we're all the criminator holy criminator guys are really close to each other and helping each other. They are. They still, I still get phone calls from them asking me about stuff. I'm like, why are you asking me? Y'all loud. Why y'all asking me? <laughs> so, so since you're completely retired from uh, from DB Drag, um, if somebody wants to follow you on Facebook or something like that, are you on Facebook and stuff? Or yeah, I have Instagram? a Facebook page. You know, it's just my my name, and then I have my business, which is uh, RC Auto Works. Uh, GA, okay. um, and then Instagram's the same thing. So I mean, that's about it, really. Okay. So if you guys want to uh, hit up uh, William and follow what he's doing with his uh, business and whatnot, and check him out on those uh, social media. Jeffrey, what do you got going on? I see a big <laughs> sign behind you. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean this one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's an event uh, I'm I'm hosting. Um, I was actually uh, approached by uh, Smiley Watts. He's a local competitor out here in Texas. It's a, uh, it's kind of a fundraising event that he likes to do. Uh, I, uh, he invited me to it uh, last year. We did a DB drag out there. Um, and you can see it says beard, mustache, and audio competition, right? It's like yeah. two of the weirdest things just kind of smashed into one. But uh, it's, it was actually a fun time um, when we uh, did our trophies last year. Um, we had a... Uh, go through their trophy. They they got trophies for that as well. Like I think he yeah. uh, he was he was telling me what it was like a full beard. Uh, what is it? Whisker kids. I don't know. Veteran beard and <laughs> and like a bunch of different categories. And uh, uh, it was a fun time. So luckily uh, he asked me to uh, be a part of the show again this year. So uh, we were able to, with the help of uh, Mel Valdez, uh, upgraded to a triple point event. Um, so you can set world records. Uh, if you guys need points for finals, hey, you know, get to go into this triple and uh, hopefully uh, get you all qualified and, and such. We're coming down to the uh, last uh, couple days of the season or actually September 10th, 11th is going to be the 11th. last uh, weekend. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's going down this weekend. Ardmore, Oklahoma. Check it out on uh, dbdragracing.com on the calendar for uh, more details. The only thing you're missing on there is the date. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. It's going down this weekend, August 20th, 
uh, Saturday. Uh, it's going to be uh, early start time. I think 10, 11 is the rolling. And okay. um, yeah, it should be about till uh, six o'clock, I think he said. So. All right. Awesome. And uh, so me, my next show currently is going to be the 3X down in Fresno. Um, tell them about the 25 Hertz run, amigo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Moses decided he was going to try 25 hertz at the last show. So he normally plays 33 in his cyclone. Yeah, like 30. Yes. So he tried 25 hertz last show. He was playing a little low. Somebody, a couple couple people did. Anyway, so we got a 3X planned September 2nd in uh, Fresno. Moses has upgraded that to a 3X event. Uh, he's trying to get uh, Dan Horner to drive all the way across country. Wow. He's all, uh, I want to show you guys what a no-wall van is or no-wall truck. Truck. <laughs> truck is. Um, so he's been talking to actually all the incriminator guys and, or the uh, DTX guys, Team DTX, DTX yeah. right, and trying to get them. Uh, he's uh, a member with the DTX guys. He's the West Coast guy starting with that. So he's got that coming up. And then obviously we have the West Coast finale, which is a 3X on September 11th. We got a location that's going to be at um, at uh, Nyman's shop again. It'll be a oh, day cool. show, Sunday during the day. And Smiley Watts just popped on. A little Did late, he? we just <laughs> talked about you. Um, anyway, so we're going to be at Nyman's shop. And we got over $1,000 right now. That's without anybody purchasing anything through lots of watts or Stolman Transport, so if they get more, that'll add to the prize fund. But we're over 1,000 watts uh, added to the prize fund. Entry fee is going to be $70. $35 of that 70 goes to the prize fund also. So we're going to be giving out probably close to three grand, three or four grand at that show. Wow. So that should be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and if it goes successful again this year, we'll uh, consider doing it again next year. So, um, and we may, uh, I may talk to the guys and we may see about, uh, including the Texas guys into that again. Like, Hey, I'm down. I know you are. And it (laughs) it was a good time, right? Um, so, and we do an internet competition, you know, Texas going, us going at the same day, three X event. And, um, you know, that's a a coast to coast, right? West coast and the Gulf coast. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but other than that, yeah, that's everything we got going on. Uh, I can't can't wait till uh, my next show. I got two weeks off. That's because Surf City's coming up, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. Right. So we don't have any shows on the week of Surf City because uh, a lot of the guys from California drive up to Surf City. Uh, that's kind of our biggest show on the West Coast right now. That's like Spring Break Nationals. Uh, there's that, and then we also have the kick off the season. We have Autorama which our last Autorama event we had, well, not this year, but the previous year we had it was 160 entries. So, which is a damn good show. And that's only for DB Drag. We didn't have any other additional organizations there. Wow. So um, if you guys want an opportunity to come be part of that, uh, the West Coast guys said they might even drive out for that. Maybe even see some Texas guys, you know, just saying Mal- uh, Malcolm, right? He's the one that made, that does the driving around. Who's your who's your guy? Uh, Julius. Oh, Julius. Julius. Mac, yes. Julius. Uh, Mac Johnson. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Mel Valadez also. Valdez, uh, yes. Yeah. He went from like uh, East Coast Finals to West Coast Finals. And yep. Current World Champion. So. <laughs> yeah. He won both coast and took yeah. away the championship. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yep. August 20th, 12 to 6 p.m. is what Smiley says. Yes, August 20th. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. It's been a great time. Remember, if you get the chance, support the people that support us. Down below us, Stolman Transportation LLC. Down below, Jeffrey. We have lots of Watts. Um, that's uh, lifestyle merchandise. I don't know if he's still got the cups or not, lanyards, uh, hoodies, T-shirts, hats. Uh, anything you buy from him, he adds $5 to the prize fund at West Coast Finale. Uh, if you guys want to donate to the podcast, remember we do this audio and visual. Um, you know, it's got some cost involved, but if you guys would like to help support it, uh, right above myself and Jeffrey is our cash app. Also, it's in the uh, uh, show description. So if you guys want to be it, we appreciate it. This will We intend to keep this thing free for you guys to view, get more uh, people on. I'm not sure who we're going to have next week. Uh, it most likely is going to be Pippo or it's going to be um, uh, hold on. Let me pull. Is that how you pronounce his name? I thought it was Pippo. Pippo. Yeah, it's Pippo. Pippo. It's Pippo. I, I know it's Pippo. Yeah, it's Pippo. That's right. Or Scott McRae. So um, with oh, okay. cool. um, Surf City talk about you know oh. they, the last year i think they gave away fifteen thousand dollars to the it, uh angels fund or whatever it sounds like you need to really put steve benton to the fire <laughs> well i would love to put steve benton to the fire and i would love to have him on and we will we will make the time available for him we just need steve benton to actually answer his phone yeah. or his text <laughs> or his facebook messengers besides so for that i haven't keep... tried to get a hold of him i, I may I have mean... even sent him an email Oh, okay. All right. So he's ghost. Is he still watching now, or? Uh, I can't tell if he's watching now, but uh, um, everybody can tag him in it. Make sure he uh, hears the end of this. He he heard it plenty during the show. I'm sure. Yeah, I, was I wanted to ask Steve a question. I think I asked somebody this, but they didn't know what it was, and I, I thought you know, since Steve did the Oklahoma showdown, he would know what uh, what's the meaning behind blue popcorn. I have you heard oh. that? Uh, have you heard that uh, phrase, Willie? No, no. I, I do maybe remember. Maybe Steve it. could chime in. Yes, I do remember <laughs> something that. Something about something about blue popcorn. What, what the, what's the meaning was behind that? <laughs> yeah, that that'd be a great story for um for uh, the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Talk about the blue popcorn. Talk about the amount of shows <laughs> he's done. Um, but anyway, uh, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you spending the afternoon with us um william awesome thank you sir for being part of what we were doing here uh jeffrey once again another great show f with you sir i do appreciate you guys um if you guys want to catch us again next week uh we'll be here same time same place uh, monday at 5 30 p.m california time the only time that does matter uh, despite what anybody else says but we will Come see you we're here i know <laughs> right. but, but we will see you guys next week on This Week in Car Audio.